Welcome to another episode of Carnival of Randomness. And we are in our Zoom, and we've been doing our Zooms from abroad. And Pat, Vicky had a message for you. Watch the ski slopes next time. <laughs> yeah. So we were in Paris last time. Now we go around the world to the homeland of the greatest living actress right now, currently. And I'm very thrilled. First, we have Chaz from somewhere. <laughs> but I'm very thrilled to have my old mate and friend for life on. Uh, Dave, hey, how you doing, mate? Uh, good yourselves. And the thing is, I was actually going to ask you, you know, I might have asked you years ago, but I was drunk most of the time, so I forgot. <laughs> You're nodding your head. <laughs> I think I was most of the time as well. Yes. Uh, some of the stories people probably have about us, we can't run for political office, might be a good thing. <laughs> but how did you actually ever get into the hospitality business and how, what brought you to America? Um, my first job was in a pub. Um, I just never managed to escape it, unfortunately. And I went to, for some reason, decided it would be a good subject to study at university. And in England, our university is a little bit different the way we do things than they are in America. So most of our courses are four years long, but for one year we get to go out into the real world and work. And the possibility to come and work in America came up, which I said no, didn't want to do it, I hate the idea. Uh, <coughs> then it was said it was no, oh, it's New York, still no, definitely don't want to do that. And it's, it's which upstate New York? I went, no, can't stand it. It goes four hours from Toronto. I mean, <laughs> that was next year. Yeah, see, Pat, now the, the only going, thing just, I would say in defense is. When he was here, it wasn't as psychotic as it is now. <laughs> that was pretty bad. I uh, yeah, but now, I, I remember. I remember being served by you uh, uh, back in the day. I, what I did you I, do? I didn't know he worked as a bales bondman too. Yeah, yeah, no, he was always he was he was a bounty hunter at the time, I believe. And uh, I did a little uh, skip jumping, and uh, before I knew it, I turned around and there he is. This British guy is. It's ironic. I, love over it. like, I didn't realize, car. you know, I was, like, I was like a fixture for a while at the old Toad. And I don't know if I ran into, I mean, MJ would come in sometime, but I was in the sheets a lot of times. So forgive me if like I didn't notice you. <laughs> but were there, actually, I never thought of this either. Were there other options? Like, could you have gone to like real America, like Idaho or somewhere? Yeah, then. The Hilton Head Island was one that I was actually looking at uh, as a possibility. Uh, Disney did a big thing at our university to get people over. Text, there was one in Texas. Well, uh, I actually wanted us, on, obviously. Uh, yeah, I actually wanted Australia, um, and I was actually got down to the final selection of that. And then the gentleman who did the interviews for the old told, Dave Wicker, um, thought she's no longer with us. Yeah, bless. Um, was a very good salesman. A few uh, white lies about Rochester. Uh, made it sound so good. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all, the weather's always wonderful. I talk, you know, I actually I, was, um, yeah. I think he said it was one of the greenest cities in America. It was an upcoming city. Um, greenest for like a, two months of the year. Yeah. But actually, I'm still in touch yeah. with their good friend, Rachel. Rachel 
Wilkins, now Chapman, that the day. And I always tell her about Australia. I am just paranoid. I'm going to die going there because of all the poisonous things. And she's like, ah, oh, it doesn't happen. But then the one day she had a Western brown snake in her bedroom. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that's sales. It's like, yeah, I'm going to. It's got like. Oh, like, that? that's not a snake. This 18 is a snake. of the 20th most poison animals in the world are from there or something yeah i think it's almost everything in there wants to kill you especially the people <laughs> being a brit it's not a great place i went over many years ago what's the cricket well i would like to go to japan but for me i just have to find a way to like handle the 22-hour flight number one i would like to see new zealand but I guess for me, it's like the flying. Well, right now in this era, I'm not going anywhere for quite a while. Yes. I'm going to be like gone like I'd like Chaz wherever he vanished to here. But I'll give you a little yeah, background of what we, people wrote. It started about, and Patrick, maybe you know a little about this, but I'm going to try to use a memory service. I think it started about 1990. And I used to hang around at a bar called Waterworks that was like where... It then became Dublin Underground. Whiskey was before that. And it just turned out, well, there's this pub that opened. This was like a senior in college. It was like this British pub, but we wandered down there. And it was really cool. But then I sort of was gone from the area in the 1990s. And I came back and like, you know, the salmon returning home. I found it again. <laughs> On you know, Alexander Street. Yeah. Because remember, I, at the, yeah, go on. When I uh, first uh, broke out of living with my mom and dad around age, I don't know, 20, when, we're, when we all do that, I uh, inherited from a friend a uh, attic apartment about five houses down from, from it uh, on Alexander Street above a hair salon. The good news is I got free heat from the uh, hair salon downstairs coming up oh, through yeah. the rafters. Bad news was my room smelt like burning hair. Yeah, I would say that's a horrible smell. That is an yeah. awful smell. But that was right in the right there. I remember the street very well. It's still uh it's still happening with restaurants and pubs. Uh not so much because no? I go to little every now and then still. My friend Katie Mori played. I feel fairly safe there, especially because she didn't advertise the show and nobody was there. He's <laughs> a storm. And I walked down there like, Dave, you weren't still toad still there. Pretty much nothing is otherwise that you would recognize. And it would just sort of more a little like a ghost town a little bit now, but also consider obviously the circumstances. Yeah, I think that's, you can say that probably about everywhere. Yeah, about everywhere yeah. right now. Everything else out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. What else? I came back a couple of years ago to Rochester, just um, with the missus, went to New York, up to Niagara Falls. She actually thought Rochester was actually one of the better places we went, believe it or not. She didn't like New York, it was too busy. She liked Rochester. Got to go to, went to Told, but what, yeah, we were there on a Sunday night, which, you know, we used to be packed. Quiz night, it was busy, busy, busy. I think it was like two teams. Well, the one I, one story I have to give you from that. So I would go down, I would stop in on Sundays, then I would go down to Dublin to see Megan, and I would go into my home bar of the corner and go around, right? So I'm there the one, I think it was Tom Bethel, I'm pretty sure. So 
we're there and it's getting late. So everybody's dispersing out after quiz night. This guy comes in. He's like, you know, I just got out of prison and I'm ready to really run wild. And one wild and Tom's like, a KG, do you really have to go anywhere? <laughs> but that's like, that was my old nickname too. But I think also the thing I've been really reflecting on in life lately is we go through stages. And I think like if we would go back to the toad, it would be weird because probably maybe you might recognize one person or two, but nobody's really there. I know Brian and, you know, I'll shout out to Brian because he's got COVID right now. And he caught it right before the day before he was going to get his booster. So I told him we'd say hi, but it's like, he's working there, but they've done something, something happened. Maybe it was COVID. They don't have as many people from England anymore on the staff. And I think it's like, nobody would really recognize us. It would be like the whole thing. Like you walk in and like, ah, wait a second. Everybody should know me here. And they don't. And I think we go in stages in life that what we bring things along with us. And I just hope like during my time there, I hope I brought a little bit of entertainment to the staff and everybody. I wasn't like one of the villains. A little bit of entertainment, yeah. <laughs> Some of those like seven, leaving at seven in the morning from Toad Hall, wondering where my car was, was a little different. <laughs> oh God, I missed that place. That was fun. That was a weird, weird place to live. Has to be said. You were at you were at Toad Hall, weren't you? Because I think they had the one on Pream, because I remember going to pick up Emma and uh, Charlotte from there a few times. Yeah, we were the first year they bought the house. Um Kevin and I think his brother bought the house for some of the students. So we kind of got split. The girls went there, they had a nice place, you know, and we had Toad Hall. <laughs> um, just ran by me, excuse me. It was yeah, that, that's the sort of place as a growing up you kind of need to go through it. Tell you what, your immune system, if it didn't kill you, you were definitely much stronger with your immune system coming out of that place. <laughs> I think that's what way... happened to me, like with my recent issues, like dealing with my dad for all those years wrecked my health. And then I had some other things. And I think like now I've got a clean bill of health and I'm convinced those days made me pretty much like a cockroach. <laughs> I was telling Bobby T at the bug jerk because he had some health problems. I said, look, we're like cockroaches. We're going to end up dying because I'm going to get a splinter and I'm not going to get a check. I'm going to get an infection. <laughs> but I remember saw those parties, like an individual I won't name at the one kept saying how hard he could bounce off the wall at the one. <laughs> the dirtiest- oh, there's m- many comments coming out of those parties. Yeah, there are any stories you could tell that like are not X-rated and just don't name names. Don't have one like me when I some of the <laughs> stuff I did. Um, one thing that always stuck in my head is actually the morning after a party, and you know you're all a bit hungover, you all need something to drink. By the way, our sink is not a place you want to go and get, get some water. So I just turned on. So I think I pissed in it one time, actually. <laughs> Sorry. Probably guys. not the worst <laughs> thing that ever happened in that sink. Trust me. <laughs> um, so I needed something to drink and I knew we had a bunch of Coca-Cola or Pepsi around or whatever. So I turned around and I said, oh, how much Coke we got left? Oh, about two grams. You want some? <laughs> I'm on my way to, I'm out, literally on my way out to go to work. And that was the first comment the guy who's coming out with me to work says I was like oh god this is going to be a long day 
<laughs> I had the one comment from Brian was classic. We were like, oh, getting like somehow like it's like seven in the morning. We feel like a like a bag of wet cheese doodles, basically. So we're going out and Brian looks at me and goes, you know, we're just going out. Everybody's going to work. And I'm like, I got to go work in two hours. <laughs> well, I have a thing like for the show where like if people don't show up because they're hung over and there's certain people I won't mention who have done that. I'm thinking I went to work blasted off my mind with no sleep before but i think or like that classic birthday party john adams and i had where we still don't remember most of the night i remember rachel i remember like actually matt moran pat i'll use his name passed up in a snowbank like I'm, <laughs> and now yeah. we're going to the episode of okay anybody who's going to hire us who watches this will not hire us <laughs> <laughs> for anything ever <laughs> but actually i was watching love a uh last christmas which is probably the best christmas movie i've seen like in a long time and the thing about it was though besides like the actress who was great they just the scenes in london i was watching that going i i missed this i missed this i missed this <laughs> You'll never have that in Rochester, I don't think, unless you get one of my movies or like somebody like the one that you could actually see. Oh, everybody will go, what the hell are you talking about? What's that place? <laughs> but that's I miss Rochester, believe it or not. What, what did you I miss the of, people. What did you yeah. think of, like, I always ask this yeah. question from your perspectives. What did you think of us Americans? We're not all like gun-toting, bacon-eating nuts, are we? I always say to I always say to people over here and they say, Oh, what are Americans really like and they get this image in their head of the guns, the burgers, or I always say there's there's two types of people in America and on both levels of the extreme. There's the full on gun nuts that are all about that, and then there's the proper whack jobs. And it's like and he just look at me and go, What do you mean? He goes do you even like that and what you expect in the movie? Or oh, they are so much weirder. <laughs> also, no, I love this perspective, though, because, like, you know, Vicky's from here. She, we had a, my friend Vicky was on last week. She's living in Paris, but she's actually from here. I love to see, like, but the thing that dis disappointed me when I was in England with the soccer hooligans, because I was hoping I would get, like, cracked over there with a bottle or something, but they're looking at me drunk and they're going, you, my dear, my friend was with me, and they're like, you, you're cute. Then they looked at me and said, you, you're gorgeous. So I forever have them in my heart. I was like disappointed though, because I'm like, they're legit soccer hooligans, but they're not doing anything. They're nice. And we got rid of them, thank God. Hello. <laughs> my nan always said she was the first one of those, but it's always a great story because you used to have like little wooden things that you did this called rattles. Oh, I know um, what they are. Uh, my nan always told the story. She went to watch a game at, um, at the cop in Liverpool, which back then women didn't tend to go by themselves. And this guy told her to shut up and go and find her husband. So she just whacked him over the back of the head with one. <laughs> I think there's a bit of a fight going on in the cop at Liverpool. As she should have. As she should have. As she should. I never asked, Ped, have you ever been to England? Have I? I've never have been. you ever been to England? Now you should go sometime whenever this thing when this thing ends in 2032 or whatever. Well, you can come over. 
we uh, most of our restrictions ended today, so no masks, no social distancing, back in back to work in offices. I hear promise to visit when this crap gets over here. Yeah, that, that happened here. might be a while still. <laughs> that happened Dave, what's going on with uh, what's going on with your prime minister Boris? I hear he's in trouble. What's happening? Oh, the party animal. He is trouble. What's oh, just yeah, the yeah. name though, like just the name of his like Boris Johnson. All I think of is like Rocky Bullwinkle. But that's that actually make more could... sense. We could talk soft politics a little because none of us are like these flamethrowers. How would you contrast your, the way things are going there compared to here in terms of political stuff? Is it as insane as it is here? It's getting there. So it's like we'll, you're either we'll one like side a or another, and the other side is pure evil. <laughs> no, we just we didn't get the bad side of that or if people want to say about being the bad guy, we just got the nut job, whack job who doesn't follow the rules, who's being caught now hosting many parties at Downing Street while everybody else is being told to stay apart. The worst one actually being the day before Prince Philip's funeral. They held a party at Downing Street, and the following day, obviously, we get the image of the Queen at her husband's funeral. Oh. Sat alone. Well, this guy was the mayor of London, wasn't he, before this? Yeah, he was the mayor of London. He actually did a good job there. He was he was actually not too bad. He's just not prime minister material. Like we had like a mayor of New York, and like at the time, I didn't really pay much attention. But I don't think he was that nuts. But he turned into like a flipping whack in his later life. Yeah, <laughs> Donald Trump, diet Donald Trump. Yeah, but I, I mean, never, I never really got that he was like totally insane back in those days. But then like something happened. <laughs> But actually, where no. do you live now? Where do you live now? What are you doing? Me, I live in Chester, which is near Liverpool, which is where I'm from originally, about the middle of the country on the border of Wales. Um, I actually work for a bank these days, believe it or not. Oh. I've grown up. Got that, I, think uh, we all, I think that's the thing that got me, where like, some of my friends actually... They finally left the bars during this, and I think they got tired of the hangovers and they became grown-ups. Because I have this, I do have this view on life that I've developed over the last couple of years. I think we all go through stages and stuff. And I think I'm blessed that I take some lifelong friends around like you or anybody else. So like Chaz and I have known each other for like over 20 years. I have lifelong friends. I have new friends I've just met because they weren't born till you know, whenever. But I think we bring them along, but I think sometimes you just know you have to go on to the next stage. You don't want to stay. Brian and I used to use the term, you don't want to be that guy. Like the guy who comes in, it's like, okay, you're too old for being to do this. You're just making an idiot of yourself or whatever else. And I think eventually, you know, you move on and you find like something else you want to do. You know, and I think that's how it goes sometimes. For me, I was I was managing a hotel just down the road. I was um, stressful. Twenty four hours a day, I was living on site. I didn't. There's a night where me and the missus were just trying to watch a film, and I got about five phone calls to go up, do stuff. The following day, I had this customer abusing one of my verbally abusing a member of staff. He tried to. It's like, you know what? That's it. Handed my notice in and 
got the job at the bank and then four weeks after I started at the bank, all this COVID started. So I got out of the right time as well. <laughs> we had the one I would never do rental properties because I remember one of my friends tried one. He got a call. He had to go out to Hamlin from around uh, Holly. He had to go out to Holly from Rochester, which is a bit of a drive. It's like a blizzard. He goes out there and he finds out the one kid in there stuffed a t- uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles figure down the toilet and plugged it up. <laughs> so I just, and I wouldn't want to be that where like 24 hours a day, the phone's going to ring like at four in the morning and you have to go. And stuff. You know? But how when COVID hit, how did it affect England? Because I know how it affected us here. And did you have the uh, anti-vax crowd, anti-mask crowd? Or- oh, yeah. We've had a lot of that come out. There's been a lot of division. There's now, because we're pretty much quite highly vaccinated, we got managed to get that rolled out quite quickly, upset a lot of people. Uh, now there's talk about inning, because people forget England, Scotland and Wales kind of have their own sort of rules, and Northern Ireland have their own rules. So in England now, to work in the NHS, they're saying you have to have your vaccines. There's no... So a lot of people aren't vaccinated that work for the NHS in England. I've been told they can go to Wales to work. The Scots have to get vaccinated? I thought they were tougher than that. (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) I think they were just hoping that whiskey would just keep them safe all year. (laughs) That is a question, though. How did you, like, in terms of, like, Beer, I never figured that, like, when I was growing up, you basically had your slop over, and that was one of the things that the Toad was unique about when it opened, which was, like, 1990, and they let me in. I was, like, five, but they still let me in, <laughs> and at the time, all you all you would get, like, around here is, like, you know, maybe you might find your best, but that was, like, where you finally had, like, the different beers, like Watney's and everything, and how the industry has grown. What were your thoughts a little bit on, because you were big in this for a while, because we would just go to, you know, with the different things that was just, like, when you were growing up, too, how you were a little younger, obviously. Well, I think you are a little older than me. Uh, How was it, like, in terms of, like, different types of beer you could get growing up, and how did it change? Get your Guinness, you get your lager, so Carling, which is our version of Budweiser, it's pretty mainstream, not the best. And then you get a few bitters, so the handful, the the bass. Yeah, the I never drank never drank bass until I actually went to America. Um not even it's not even English, is it? I think it is, but I've just you don't see it over here. Um but yeah. I where I am, Chester, there's a Sam Smith's pub, so I kind of had that sort of a teaching before I went to America. But my real beer education actually was at the Toad and in Rochester itself, because we had quite a few great pubs. We had the Toad at the time, which was fantastic. We had the Tap and Mallet, which unfortunately is no longer there. I think yeah, Joe, what he's doing now, he's got a new one called Sheffield with the garbage that's gone on the last couple of years. I think he's just concentrating on that. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought um, have branched out. Yeah, you know, but, but I think, yeah. But that's like one of the things, too, where, you know, before we didn't have a lot of choice. Now, sometimes I think we have too much choice. And I think that's the problem sometimes. And I think eventually some are just going to fade by the wayside because it's just too much. 
But one fun, did you ever get any of the Beatles things? Everybody ever nag you about that because you're from Liverpool? No, I tell the story to the Neil Scott. Neil Scott, Neil, yeah. Neil Scott used to go, he's from Nottingham. And I said, oh, Robin Hood's like, would you believe every freaking American <laughs> Robin Hood? <laughs> No, um, yeah, pretty much every single time. I used to, I, I used to switch off. I used to say I was from Wales, um, just to get rid of it because nobody knows anything about Wales. Well, there's all the Led Zeppelin things from Brown Rar. None of us could pronounce any of the word the words. <laughs> they have a patron saint of bunnies, I guess. Too, there's like a statue to the little patron saint of. It's like a bunny that supposedly kept some saints safe or whatever, and fetter and yeah. all this kind of cool stuff. I have never yeah, there's met, a lot of saints in Wales. I've never met a person with Welsh ancestry who wasn't all about it. Oh, <laughs> yes. All <laughs> about being Welsh. It's like the huge, like the massive inferiority complex is projected on everyone. Listen up. Oh, like no, Chekhov and Star, Chekhov and Star Trek were like, but the Welsh invented everything. <laughs> No, I mean it's kind of, you know it's kind of cool to be proud of what you're from. I don't know what we can like boast about up here. <laughs> you know, beautiful country. It really is. It's one of the nicest countries. If you ever get a chance to come over here, you'd like a bit of greenery, countryside. Wales is amazing. Uh, and the, my favorite thing about Wales, though, especially when I was growing up, that more people spoke Welsh in South America than in Wales. <laughs> I just love that fact. It's the oldest language in the world, and people are, oh, we're Welsh, we're Welsh, we'll speak your own language. Oh, we can't. Yeah. For being like from here, it's tough to try to read. Like, like I read Colic and Olwyn, and my English teacher's husband was from Welsh. He would come in to try to translate, like try to get us through the words, because it would take a year to read 30 pages, basically trying to get through those words. But our language is supposed to be really messed up because it's just all the weird non-rules and rules and everything else. Learning any language is difficult, man. The message is from Spain, and I've been five years now trying to learn Spanish. I can order a beer and tell them I'm tired and nothing else to eat. That's about it. <laughs> what else do you really I'm sort of frustrated at that because I just suck at languages. I tried and yeah, tried. I think the only thing I would say is if you don't use it, you're going to lose it probably. Yeah, no, big time. I went, I moved over to Madrid a couple of years ago just after we actually started dating. It was great. I was English, moving to Spain. She was Spanish, staying in England. Best relationship ever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I kind of got Spanish at that point. I can, I can still listen to people speak talk and understand it but speaking it no i love i love gaudi i love his art so i really want to get over there again i haven't been there i traveled a lot in my 20s and then life and everything took over and then like the last five years i've been sort of grounded for various reasons and the good old terror bug or whatever popped up so i've never been going anywhere for quite a while but it's kind of weird because like we go back and then we we go back and then we go back under because then all this it seems like everybody I know is like coming down with this thing every week. There's like somebody, <laughs> you know, and that's I, got, hold on. I, I, uh, I just got back from Fort Lauderdale in Florida. <laughs> and I was packed into the airport like sardines and I thought, okay, my turn. I'm going to get a uh, Omicron. 
Uh, miracle. I took a test yesterday uh, and I'm clean. I'll test again in a couple of days, but I don't know how I dodged that bullet. No, we're lucky. Our own, like, we're lucky. Like, Pat, he, he got the positive, unfortunately, skiing as we called it, but he felt fine at least. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm, I'm, you know, vaccinated and boosted. So, you know, when you get it, you don't really, I mean, I didn't, some people do like my, my, my housemate got a little bit sick, but you know, you have that and people will say like, well, what good's the vaccine if you can still get it? And I'm just like, well, I got it and I didn't get sick and Absolutely. I didn't have to go to the hospital and I didn't have to be put on a ventilator and I didn't die. So I don't know. I think it's worth it. Sounds <laughs> sounds like a good. Uh, sounds like yeah. you took that rough. And if everyone was like that, and and everything turned out to be like, okay, you get this relatively mild virus that doesn't do anything, then it it wouldn't be a problem. <laughs> you know. So once <laughs> no, that's it's like, just another big advertisement to get vaccinated. In fact, how I don't know. Do you follow like one of the things we talk about? This is like good because we're not talking about it as much as music. And do you have like how is do you have any like uh, pulse on your local music scene there? Um, not anymore. This it's coming back, um, but the last two years it's just been nothing at all. Live music was banned for like a year in pubs. I think maybe longer. I mean, we've been in. I think it's we've had three or four lockdowns. So. Yeah, we've been open. We've, we don't know what the heck's going on, <laughs> to be honest with you. Half the time, no, my, you, you get... My friend Jenny, she's in a band, the Priscilla's, and she's out of London, and she was posting pictures where, where it would be like lockdown, but then they'd show like the tons of people out. And she'd be just like, oh, we're doomed, we're doomed. <laughs> and everything else. But <laughs> London's, I still love London. It seems like there's so much to see there, and you can just pretty much... You can find whatever you want there. Oh, yeah. And I think the food even, I think there's like a stereotype like British food sucks, but I've never had like the problems with it or anything. Your thoughts, having worked at a restaurant? I actually think we have some of the best food in the world. Um, I mean, we take, we went out, we invaded everywhere, and we just brought what we wanted back, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of the British versions of other things are your food. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> We brought um, we brought the curry back from yeah, um, curry. India. Very we good. brought um, kebabs back from Turkey. We yeah. brought everything back. We don't make it as good as the originals, obviously, but um, you know. But no, well, a, word um, of, a word of warning. I think you you might remember this, Dave. One of the most brutal foods I ever had. Thank you, Toad. Uh, is when you had the fowl. You know, look at him laughing. Look at him laughing. <laughs> remember that I remember sign the waiver for one? What? You remember that waiver I made you sign for one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, explain this to these guys in case they don't know or to our loving audience. That, yeah. You've heard the Vindaloo. Yeah, the Vindaloo. Three, yeah. Well, as far as like two, three steps higher than that. No thanks. Um, <laughs> so I took over the Cubbies when I was the toad, because it was something I enjoy. I still do love making the curry. Um, oh, we were... There he goes. Hold on for the drama of the curry. <laughs> yeah, I, we might... Get, we're getting a little bit of a... Oh, all right, we lost David. 
Yeah, we've done this before. Okay, you're back. Yeah, back. Yep. Continue. That's all right. We this just happens. talked about I want to talk about the bills with so these guys. You're going to hate me. So run with the foul. Run with the foul. Yeah, so, so Rob decides to challenge me. Just, you know, you got to make this hot curry, hot curry, hot curry. So I did it for like... An understatement, an understatement. <laughs> I made it like three times. I but I, can yeah, I remember this now. I remember it. I remember your involvement. Now I remember this. <laughs> I actually, uh, I can I can eat vindaloos. Not much of them, but I can eat them. But these things are so hot, I'm eating ice cream in between every taste. That is a wise <laughs> tale, too. Always, I hate that word, but never drink water after you have hot food. It just spreads the heat. No, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. That's but so, I ate uh, a lot of Guinnesses after the fall. The thing was, you got them free after eating it. So I'm like, ah, it's worth it. It's ah, I don't know if it's worth it. Yeah. No, the hottest Vindaloo I ever had. Now, like down on Monroe, if you got it, it was fairly mild. And I found a new place. There's a new place by us called Taj Mahal, which I've had. I'm actually want to have the owner on here sometime. I have some good talks with them. And they will make it spicy. But the worst I had was in New York City, where I think I drank eight pictures of beer afterwards because it was just the so. House. But the the foul was a lot worse. Oh yeah. And I remember this like it was like okay, imagine just getting punched in the stomach and the pain just being there for two days. But Charlotte was leaving, so I went to her farewell party down on Freem. So she's got to hug me if they get out. I was so lucky I didn't have an accident. <laughs> like, stop, I love you, but just get away. You know, that was like an agony is like for days from this stuff. And I'm like, okay, you outdid yourself, mate. <laughs> what was the reaction? Did everybody like, were there like a lot of ER calls from them? You had to sign a waiver to this thing. And uh, towards the end, yeah, it was getting ridiculous. I always remember one, there was a lad that was showing off on the date and I knew the girl he was on a date with. And he sent the thing back in. Saying it wasn't actually a fall, it wasn't that spicy. So, you know, trying to show off in front of my friends. So, I was going to add one little bit of the extract in, quite a few. <laughs> and we just stood there at the window watching his reaction. This poor I don't know what the, the number heck, one, two was obviously you started getting the sweats right off the bat. Yeah. But then the pain. I had the sweats was- cooking it. <laughs> no, you do because I know, like, even like a couple times, I just now this is a lot smaller, but I've got nailed by the ornery onion where I've had to walk away because it's just like they, they keep tearing up and I can't take it. But you don't want to get your fingers in it either. But I remember the one these kids sometimes you would, and you know, this if you have any stories, you would get the people who just had to show off with the drinking or stuff. And there was one drink, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna use the name because it's kind of offensive, but it was under glass. And you would do oh, yeah. yeah, and I don't want to use the name for it. I don't like the name. But I remember the one guy's trying to show off. He, did, he had to run right to the bathroom and boot. <laughs> just, uh, he had to set himself on fire doing that one. Yeah, that was, that was that one too. But we had some interesting. I mean, you know, Mike Murphy passed away like a year ago or two. Yeah. Yeah, we would Same. run and there would be some really interesting characters. And he was one of the most interesting of them all there. I think he practically lived there. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't miss on Mike. Tell you what, the best barbecue, the best ribs I ever had in my life was Mike's. Mike was one of July. these guys who I can't even describe him. He was just a unique character, but he loved the bar. He loved the bar. He loved the kids. He would have a 
Fourth of July picnic from the real holiday for our country, which is superior. As you said, how George Washington <laughs> lost more battles than he won. <laughs> but anyways, he would start, I think, prepping like what three or four days later with the ribs. Yeah, they were so good. Honestly, they were. On- I've eaten ribs all over America and all over the world, but they were just unbelievable. They really were. I think I, I love that saying the one time, because I know you know history really well. And I remember the saying, like the one time I was talking about George Washington, go, you had a really good hearer though. He lost many more than he won. <laughs> it's always the last one that counts. Yeah. <laughs> Just like the Guy Fox stuff. Aren't they celebrating that they caught him? We're right here. We're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. That's, so bad for you. I, th- I don't think people really take into account all the stuff, you know, the, no, I mean, history's uh there's a thing like a meme I just put up about, oh, do you enjoy historical dramas, all that? Take a real history class and you won't anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's like you said, I'd be like the British Empire and everything else. It's like, <laughs> well, you did bring some good food back. I'll give you that. Hey, we did a lot of good. We did a lot worse as well, but we did a lot of good. Yeah, I mean, it's no, complex. Like, We're not here to be serious. perfect history of our country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. Well, we've invented some, like, quality foods and stuff and, <laughs> and everything else. But Arbor- the other thing, too, like, you ever see, you ever meet Amelia Clark while you're around? Oh, my God. No, you haven't? Not Amelia Clark. I have met two of the actors from Game of Thrones oh, before. Who? Um... Um, Sophie, the red-headed girl. Sophie Turner. Sophie Turner. Yeah. yeah. And Jon Snow. Oh, oh, Kit Harrington. That's yeah, that's it. Ah, my I actually, least favorite. By the way, disclaimer, I only watched like 20 minutes of Game of Thrones, so. It wasn't that great. No, there's one care. I mean, it's worth it for like one, you know, one person. But I mean, otherwise. But the thing about Peter Dinklage... <laughs> he's amazing. He's actually from New Jersey, I think. And it's amazing how he just, he can do anything. I think he played Hervey Villachez. He played like, I love this movie, The Station Agent. And oh, you that, forget that's that he's American. I got in that, yeah. Yeah, if you have, I actually really love The Station Agent. I think that's a really good movie. It's got Barbie, Bobby Canale in it too, who's really good. But would you meet Sophie Turner? I was working somewhere uh, at an event, and she just happened to be there. She was pretty nice to everybody, very friendly. But, yeah, just because I didn't really know who she was. Somebody has to tell me who she was. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and Ted Harrington, I kind of recognized who he was, but I didn't know where from. Um, so, yeah, but, oh, I... Sean Bean, of course, because I lived in Sheffield, where he's from. They put out the auctionman uh, a couple of times, actually. Uh, I've been to uh, his local football club where I worked at Sheffield United. That's why I actually so became... <laughs> I became... Uh, now, what is really the term? Is it football or soccer? Because I've heard both stories. Actually, soccer means a, a short for association football, which is the proper name of the sport. Uh, here's one for you. Um, do you know what the name football actually means? Coffee. <laughs> yeah. It means a ball game played on foot. Not a ball game played with the foot, but on foot. On foot. So any ball game using just a body and a ball 
is technically called football. Oh, I love like that's one of my little hobbies. I love like finding the origins of words and where they all come from and how we mess things up because we don't know what we're talking about linguistic wise. Honestly, <laughs> American football doesn't make any sense that it even has the word football because the foot is used very strategically in a few parts of the game. <laughs> but mostly you're throwing it and running with it. That's yep. 90% of what you're doing. You would say if the ball looked like a foot, okay. Yeah. Now, uh, literally, if you go back to the history, because I did this as part of an argument once, <laughs> the actual name football comes from before what we have association football. So rugby is actually football. We call that rugby football. Yeah. Australian rules football don't use the foot very often. I still can't. I, I still can't. I used to watch Australian with footballs. I can't remember what the heck was going on with that. <laughs> I, don't, I had a video game of it at one time. I was like, what am I doing? Now, rugby I get. Cricket I get because one, one person I knew in grad school, he explained it to me. I get cricket. But Australian rules, football, it's like, okay, okay, there's a poisonous animal over here. We're going to run over here. Let's think about like a spider jumps on you while you're playing or something. And it's like, no, thanks. <laughs> American football, I got after like a game. And so we explaining all the different things, the downs and things like that. Australia, I spent like three months in Australia and I still don't understand why there's so many different posts. I don't, I think you like, you can run and try to anytime you can try to kick it through the post or whatever. Just, you don't, I mean, we're not going to really talk much American football because there's some really hard feelings after last week. You know, I don't, I don't think anybody has anything to be sad about that game. You know, I think he's like, I actually have to say, I really played an incredible game and one of them won on a coin flip. I mean, I grew, I grew to respect Josh Allen just watching him on the sideline, but you can't hate Mahomes. I think he's a good guy and he's a great guy. The other thing too, they're both like, they're both great guys. Like, dude, Mahomes like broke off an interview to go give Josh Allen a hug because he saw him, and I was just like, you know, and, and every, you see like, what the Chiefs had fans, the same feeling when that happened. They were both. You like, see what the Chiefs fans did too? I guess they raised like almost one hundred seventy-eight thousand dollars for a Buffalo charity, and the Bills fans were giving money to Mahomes' charity. So it's yeah, like, which is really cool. I mean, it's like, but the other thing too, it's like like Taggart and I were both Arsenal <laughs> fans, and I think that's like I actually got into now. I got into the World Cup in soccer and league soccer because of working at the corner more than the. Uh, now I remember Katie going around putting Sunderland suck signs all over the bar. <laughs> so she's, she's from, but the thing was just the, the people, and I know you probably at the toe too, but like at the corner, watching the fans was just such an amazing experience, the way they would act during this and everything. But then Will Taggart got to be insane. He's got to go to like one bar dressed all like up and like his, like a Dutch fan or like an like an English fan in an Irish pub, like are you like asking for it? <laughs> but I just love the world. I really like the World Cup, and I got into the whole, but not like Taggart because Taggart would say, "Okay, we'll watch Arsenal." What time does it start? Oh, six o'clock American time. Ah, uh, in the morning. Uh, okay, I like them, but not that much. <laughs> but you know, yeah, and, that was weird. But. Then we'd be out like I remember his Halloween parties. Like you're welcome to come over tomorrow. It's like it's like four in the morning, and the games like at seven in the morning. <laughs> like no, no. But the thing I like about the league, and I found this out. Like my friends, uh, I think I told him. Well, I'm gonna get the name wrong, but and he would fly over to see games. Okay, now what they do in that league? If you stink, 
I think what is it like the bottom three or four teams? They dump you into another league for a while. Yeah. You relegated. Imagine yeah. like now the Jaguars and all these teams would be playing like in the A League or something. I really think they should do that with American football. I think it would really shake things up. Yeah, they're like, it's good. Um, we we almost had a European wide NFL style over here with the European Super League, which did not go down well. No. A lot of problems with that idea because we love our relegation and promotion. It's actually a big thing mm-hmm. over here. Like the, if you, especially if it goes to the final day and there's two teams could be relegated and two teams could win the league, more teams will watch the relegation game games because yeah. that's yeah. a it's it's kind of a thing we like. Unless your face. team's going to win the title, of course. Yeah, and I would love to see it live too. I think that would be like a really fun thing to go see live, just the whole experience. I think I've always said like I like hockey, but if you can get to an NHL game, you can just see so much more with the plays being set up and everything else. And I think just going there and like seeing the fans and everything and just how people are and getting into it would be really great. Yeah, this it's the chance for football in this country, the chance of some of the best you get. Um, the songs they sing about their own players or the opposition. I mean, the, one of the most famous one is opposition fans go to Liverpool and their song is You'll Never Walk Alone. Yes. Uh, but Liverpool, when I was growing up, wasn't great for employment. And some of the lines is, uh, with this pen in your hand, sign on, sign on, meaning go to the job centre, get your benefits, things like that. Um, yeah. So things like that, that's what, English football is about, or English sports in general. Um, yeah, we, the cricket has it when we have the Aussies over, because we don't like the Aussies. They don't like us. That's the big <laughs> cricket game. <laughs> uh, well, that was like a big point of contention from John Lennon, because a lot of the Rolling Stones were like these posh London suburbanites, and the Beatles came from tough Liverpool, but they were looked at as like the cute little mop tops and everything. Yeah, it's all how they were marketed. Hey, you know, Rob, hey, a couple of uh, tough guys. And... Yeah. What, Chaz? Um, so what, uh, what David was talking about, about, uh, signing and signing up, I don't think any money Americans besides maybe me, and I might be wrong. Uh, you know, there was a band UB40. I think it's a UB40, check. It's like a welfare check, isn't it? Uh, unemployment form, doesn't it? Um, I think yeah, it's an old one. The, the old, um, I'm not familiar with it. Our benefit system seems to change every couple of months. Okay, I have I no idea what, what about it, but yeah, I think that was what they were named after. Yeah, I do too. I'm pretty also, sure. Yeah. Uh, besides the Beatles, the next best uh, band from the '90s, the uh, Laws, L.A.'s. Liverpool. Oh, the Laws! There she goes. Yeah. Yeah, you made me that CD. It's good, good freaking stuff. Actually came up on a YouTube video I was watching today about about the best bands that only made one album. I didn't realize that the Laws only made one album. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not know that one at all. They but, were a definitive, uh, scrawny little guys, but they were amazing yeah. and from Liverpool. So that's really cool. You think you're going to be coming back our way again? Eventually, right now I wouldn't go anywhere near here, but. <laughs> There is the plan. Um, next time we're thinking of maybe doing Toronto, staying up in Toronto, then come down. Because well, I think right didn't... now I actually follow Charlotte Dobre's stuff, and I think Ontario is like under lockdown at the moment. At the moment, maybe another couple of years. We're trying to buy a house this year, so 
trying to get all that stuff done first, then yeah, I want to come back. I, I do miss a lot of the people in Rochester. I didn't get to see as many people as I was hoping last time. Uh, just I, you know, yourself. sort of my story, like I've been sort of like recluse mode the last five years. It's tough for me because I was caregiving for my dad with dementia and it was hard to get out. So I'm sorry I missed when you were here. But That's I was thinking another one going back to soccer, football, whatever you want to call it. I still remember when Brian and I were like utterly in the sheets and these Man United fans came in and gave us some of the absinthe they were drinking. We ended up like hugging them and singing glory Man United with them. And Brian's all about, we're going to go get, we're going to go get Man United jerseys. But we were both very large at the time and we couldn't find a size that would fit us. <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that kind of makes me think of Brian a lot, the way he was when he was having a drink or two with grand ideas. I do miss him though. You know, I talk to him, and I, this is the point I've always made. It's like old friends, like some people go by the wayside. But you can always tell a friend, because if you don't see each other, talk to each other, even 20 years, when you see each other, you pick up just where you left off. Yeah, it was a bit like that when I was over there. And he came out of the – he was in the kitchen that day, and as he was getting off, he came out, said hi, had a chat and that. Yeah, but I missed yeah. – the one thing I missed about Timmy working there, well, those were the days if you just felt like being a dick – which I tried not to do. I wanted, you know, I tried to be nice to everybody. I tried to be, you know, that's why I have a lot of you guys as people as friends still. But I was like, anybody wants to be mad, just wait till 15 minutes before close and order onion rings. And he might come out and yell who ordered, <laughs> you know. Oh, Matt, Matt Clary was it. He used to do that to us a lot. Yeah. Get the onion rings right at the end. See, um, I'm one of those people, like if I go to a restaurant because I work there, like, I can't go a half hour before close or anything because I know they have to stay until you're done. And I know officially a lot of them will say, okay, if somebody comes in like at 159 and we close at two, we have to serve them. And I just, because I, I'm like uber polite because I've seen all, and you I'm sure you are too, just from working at these places and being like a regular, you just have that grain. Like I have to give, like, especially during COVID when I get takeout, how you have to give the huge tips and everything else because you know how it is. No, be fair. We did. I didn't make bother it that much. It was just one or two times where you know you've got plans, you want to get out as soon as you can, and like two minutes before, yeah. And it was always onion rings. They were the worst because it, the batter just goes everywhere. You got to re-clean up. It's uh, <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah, um, remember that Stephen Lynch concert we went to at Fisher? I think like we went in the bathroom and like the, we were like all I don't know. One of us was drinking the whole day, but then we went in the bathroom and was like. Yeah, that was you. That's what that's what Brian said. Like, he's been drinking all day. You're like in the chair slumped over. And Brian and I go in the bathroom and we're like frilling jars of cherry coke with whiskey. And there's a security guard who was still there from when I went there, and he's looking at me. And I tell him, Brian, you waited all these years to bust me. It was like a bad movie. <laughs> it's like old school part two or something. And then Steve and was like. He was, yeah. if you never, either of you heard of him, he's like really, really dark comedian, like really very nasty stuff. Who's that, sorry? Remember, was it Stephen Lynch we saw? I know you don't remember. I do remember, actually. I still remember a couple of the songs. He was pretty good. I was, yeah, he's pretty yeah. good, but he's like really sort of dark. That was a... There was, he was the one who sang the song about this. Uh, uh, what, his girlfriend killing herself? <laughs> He's got another one. He opens the set with the test about wait, with the song about waiting for his AIDS test to come back. Yeah. 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 
you know, and I'm not for censorship, but I am for like not being a dick. <laughs> you know, about some stuff with like you just don't want to make fun of it because it's not not funny. And like W. C. Fields said, you know, he could try to make fun of anything, but some stuff's just not funny. <laughs> yeah. No, you know, like, I, yeah, I do remember that one. I kind of remember the, some of that day as well because oh, I remember, oh yeah, some of the day. I remember you like pat, like slumping over, and I'm wondering if Brian. Well, yeah, see now, understand when I say this. I'm not like being like sticking my nose because my friend Michelle said when we went out, it's like okay, since you don't drink anymore, believe me, like can you believe now I'm like all straight edge. I don't. I've lost like 120 pounds. I don't drink, you know, do any of that stuff. I do yoga. I'm a vegan, but. Like my friend Michelle said when we went out, isn't it nice to be all judgmental now about the people that did the stuff that you always did? <laughs> like, oh, look at that person fell over drunk. It's like, oh, yeah, but like with you, I can't do that because you know too many skeletons. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I actually do that from time to time. And trust me, I've got um, nieces now, and one of them's 18, 19. And I say, look, do what you want to do, but trust me, find your limit. Because I've gone way past that limit too many times, and I've lost oh, yeah, way yeah, too many no, days. Tell, like, some, yeah. I'm sure there's like some horror stories about me, though I don't think anything went over the line where I'm like going to be... No, there's a few people there that I could say stories about which, yeah, they were a bit, a bit we won't too far. I don't want to, yeah, I mean, I remember but, like... Uh, no, you were fine. At the bottom of fine. the stairs and stuff. Yeah, Brian was fine. There was a most some of the toadies, they were the worst. Uh, there was God bless them. Unfortunately, I believe one of them's no longer with us. Uh-huh. Um Ben, I believe, unfortunately passed away. But we had a group that yeah, kind of messed up a little bit. We there's yeah, a lot of people in the that and struggled. Not to use the name, but I remember there was one person who like had the severe problems and the one time remember, did you ever go? We used to go to Dublin on Sundays. Yeah, karaoke where the one just got to drink and barfed all over the bar. <laughs> no, I was working that one. I can't remember who it was. Oh, you yeah. remember? <laughs> um, but no, we had people that really struggled, unfortunately, with it. And for one or two people, it was the first time away from the family. For one, it was the first time actually living away from the family. Sure, at see, all. The thing I tried to do, and you can respond to this, and we'll wrap it up pretty soon, is uh, because I know it's sort of later for you to is that I tried to, you know, and maybe I failed, but I tried to make people feel welcome. Oh no, you didn't fail that. We, I tried we to always say welcome. Okay. And I think there were a lot of other people like that. I took the girls that snowball all the time. I was trying to take you. No, you didn't take me. Just the girls. Yeah. Um, no, we that was one thing I do miss and I will always say this. It was the people in Rochester Almost every single one that was so nice. It was like a family. My first night, there was um, Jason Childers. 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 Um, Yeah. Um, His wife, Laura, they um, came over. We that. I was thinking of one the other day. I used to go and watch the um, Rochester Raging Rhinos. Right oh now. yeah, I remember oh, them yeah. a lot actually. Yeah, they still are. I don't know. Are they are they even still around? I don't even know. Yeah, we're gonna, have, we're gonna actually have the roller derby people on the show, but because of COVID, they haven't had a league in two years. Yeah, Rhinos are around because it was, they were in the news in England actually quite uh, recently, oh, yeah. like big news because of um, 
Jamie Vardy, a famous Premier League player, is brought into them as over here. So, oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. They're, 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 so they they're, actually got quite a bit of publicity right over now, here. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. But you know, it's really we could go on for three hours, like we always seem like. Just New York FC is what they're called now. Oh, oh, yeah. football club. Yeah. yeah. But are there any like ending thoughts you would have about your time here? What was like? What did you get out of it the best that you were glad you came over? I met a lot of great people first and foremost. Then they opened my world as well. I had I was the only one I think in my group that had actually lived outside of England for any amount of time. But um, because I'd lived in Paris before that, so I think this was like the first time I'd lived outside the country. I actually liked the place and the people. Um, but so I'll say that first and foremost, uh, great experience. I wouldn't do it again, <laughs> not on my age. Yeah, that's no, me, <laughs> like I still like Liz Street, I'm still really good friends with. We just started a movie night that we try to do every three or four months, yeah. which is really cool. She's a nurse now, too. See, everybody got out of it, and I think that's the thing. But that's what Luke Roman's on here a lot. I don't know, do you ever remember Luke? He worked. I don't think he said he didn't know you, but I know he worked at the corner with me. And we were trying to ask, like, okay, what, like, about the corner and about the total stuff. I think at the end, I said, use one word. He said family, because I think the people you have around you, you bring with you. But there becomes a time where you can't be doing that life anymore. And that's what I, I don't, like, I'm like, you do whatever you want, but know your limits. And I can tell you stories of people, you know, that didn't, and unfortunately what happened to him, but, you know, use your own judgment, but it's just really good. I got to know you. I don't know about that one 28% beer you gave me. <laughs> uh, that one one night, even Brian was worried about me. What was it? The ones where they had, there was like a stone night or wherever it was like, dude, you drank oh, the whole yeah. menu. Remember that I drank the whole menu and I ended up having like some girl's phone number in my wallet the next day and didn't even remember it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there were some very strong beers at that pub. Um, in fact, I still have a dogfish head 120 here. Was a that was, was the dogfish. Yeah, that was the dogfish net, but I drank the whole menu. And Brian was looking, I don't even remember. Like I said, I, Brian's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm just barely beginning to start. Then I guess I tried to make out with Matt Moran that night. <laughs> and I had a girl, I had somebody's phone number in my pocket too. It's like, and it's my one of my friends is like, oh yeah, she really dug you. It was like the student professor thing. Like, I don't remember. <laughs> I know. She probably wanted to harvest my organs or something. <laughs> I mean, it's like you know, one that was left like, in the industry. I always say these days, you know, we never hurt anybody. We had our fun and good times, and we made like some lifelong friends. Which yeah. I really appreciate. And I like, I'm sappy these days because of dying last year and all the stuff I went through. How much I keep saying how much I appreciate everybody if I don't see you. So it's really great to see you though by video. Chaz looks better than ever. Yeah. Oh, well, now you don't. You did before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm by the ocean. I'm by the ocean. That's the ocean there. Oh, wow. Nice. Massachusetts. He's in Massachusetts. I'm in I'm Antarctica. Patrick's in his fortress of solitude, and you're yeah. in your room. A fortress of squalitude. Yes. Yeah. We'll dedicate this one to Brian. I was hoping he could be on, but he's still feeling under the weather from the the bug there. So, but you'll come back sometime, I hope. No, definitely. Uh, I came back after ten years. Hopefully, we well, get on the show before. here too. It's easier. <laughs> yeah. 
Not how oh, very cool. Well, I figure it'd save your plane flight when you're just gonna do this. <laughs> you know? But we we usually play music. You're not a musician or anything, so everybody can pretend. Which one of your favorite songs? Everybody can just pretend we played it. My favorite. Well, my favorite songs. Oh God. Um, I don't really know. Um, see, I'm from Liverpool, but it's not a Beatles song. <laughs> I got fed up. Is that where the Beatles are from? Never uh, heard of them. No, they're from <laughs> Manchester. Uh, yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite bands growing up was probably Stereophonics, and it was Hambyte and Gladrex, but um, Rod Stewart, of course, sang it first. Yes. Um, that was the, that's the uh, was the office theme, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think office. that one always. I always kind of liked that one growing up, or. Um, Beautiful South, um, Perfect Ten. Oh, yeah. Our audience probably would know these because we have sort of like a collect. Because you have understand too, we're kind of all around in this, but which means about what ninety to ninety five percent musicians. Because I have one friend who's a comic book artist. Yeah. We're going to have a filmmaker, but pretty much You're all really I know. Like, we're not pigeonholing this as a music episode, but let's just talk about music a lot. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, my musical taste actually stopped before I was born. Uh, a lot of the music I listen to is jazz, the rap park, Ella Fitzgerald, things like that. I love that sort of big band stuff. Well, anybody who's li- anybody wants to like play a theme song at the end, listen to whatever you want to, just not. The <laughs> hey, but thanks a lot, mate. Really good to see you. <laughs> Great to see yourself, man. Yeah, Thank you, Charles, Patrick. Yeah, Charles, Patrick. Uh... Yeah, no, we-